Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at even a bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash Whenever you want, it called action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Want to go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. The only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. And welcome to the Fourth Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 209 of the Big Show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Another wild Wednesday, folks. Hump day Wednesday, almost there. The work week is almost done. Here in Canada, long weekend, around the corner. And I will be heading to Edmonton. For the Ice Wars pay-per-view hockey fight tournament coming from the River Cree Casino. And today's show is uh, the final, uh, the final, uh, well, it's my final episode, I guess, before the event. So uh, kind of wrapping it up with, uh, I guess, a, a preview of, uh, well, we don't know the matchups of the tournament, but um, I, we, we just broke down each each combatant. Uh, and I, I brought in the, I brought in the heavy hitters folks here for this one. Yeah. I have Alec from the five for fighting podcast. And of course, Jay out in Iowa, who has been on this show multiple times. I don't know what that says about me, but he's a returning guest anyway, 
But uh, I want to thank those two guys because it was actually um, it was sort of a, a last minute decision on my part. And uh, I mean, I guess we could have recorded tonight, but it worked better for Jay yesterday. And um, yeah, and I and I know with the time difference and everything else, I kept those guys up like really late. Like it was like one in the morning in like North Carolina where Alec was, and it was midnight where Jay was. So um, yeah. Um, yeah, I want I want to thank those two guys. I know, uh, you know, when you start work at the five six a.m., it came early for those guys, and uh, yeah, so that's um, so that goes back to what I was saying a few episodes ago with uh, you know, with creators and and what and what we do for the show, um, you know, and this this was on on those guys for helping me out, um, you know, and that's uh. You know, and Alec is a podcaster, as I said, at the Five for Fighting show, so he understands content and creation and that type of thing. And and Jay's always willing to help. And uh, you know, so the, you know, it's not only you know bringing myself into the with my show, but with with the help of those guys as well that that I can do this show. And uh, here, hold on, I gotta shut my light off here. <clears throat> yeah, so it was it was cool to get those guys on and uh and I again I thank them for the help and uh was appreciated boys. Um Yeah. <clears throat> well and then to top it all off, like I said, so we recorded Monday night and here we are Tuesday night as I'm recording this intro, and there's been a changes in the event. Uh Hunter Warner uh is out and Derek Parker is in. Um, I, yesterday when I was recording, when we were recording, I, I announced, uh, that Derek Parker had, uh, thrown his hat in the ring and was talking on social media that he was going to be there and he was trying to get in involved and, but, but no one really knew yet what was happening. Um, I got it from a source today that yes, Hunter Warner is indeed out of the event and Parker is in. So, um, interesting turn of events there. Um, we, we kind of talked about Parker briefly, uh, yesterday, uh, the three of us. Um, but, um, yeah, it'll be, um, that, that's a big ad. Um, you know, that's a, um, you know, cause Derek's been active. Uh, you know, he played this year, played this year in Laval. Um, I believe he had about 20 fights. Um, looked pretty solid in a lot of them. So, you know, he's bringing like, and there's an active player. Um, so that, that, um, I think that that's a big advantage for him. So it'll be interesting because of course the last fight tournament that happened was the ice warriors in Finland in 2011, which Derek, uh, beat Curtis Swanson in the final. So I'm sure Swanee's looking for some revenge. Here we are 12 years later. And, um, you know, and, uh, so it'll, it'll be, um, it'll be interesting, but, uh, yeah. So there you go, folks. Breaking news in the ice wars world that Derek Parker is in and Hunter Warner is out. Um, so, um, yeah, that, that sets up, uh, an interesting, an, another interesting turn to the event. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to getting down there. Uh, not only just for the event being so unique and everything else, but um, I just to just to see the guys 
and mingle with them and talk with guys, talk with them. And, and I, and from what I understand, there's a bunch of different, uh, you know, former tough guys that are going to, you know, that live in the area that, um, will possibly be at this thing. I mean, some have said they're coming, so I, you know, I'd assume they'd be there. Um, and I'm looking forward to, uh, to meeting them and introducing myself. And, uh, you know, like I said, hopefully maybe make a few connections and, and, uh, extend the, uh, the invitation out to, uh, to a few guys to come on the show. And, and I think maybe meeting them in person and, you know, eye to eye and having a, having a conversation and, uh, and inviting them on, um, you know, means a little more than just, you know, an anonymous, like, you know, whatever text message or a, a message through, you know, social media. So, uh, from an unknown person. So, um, yeah, it'll be fun. And, uh, you know, we're, we're staying at the casino. So, uh, you know, it'll be right there. So it'll be, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Like I said, looking forward to it. And I always enjoy my time in Edmonton anyway. Like I said, we have friends out there and, uh, oh, I know the, 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 the wife's excited to go to Ikea. You know, we don't actually have one in Ikea in Saskatoon, which is actually fairly surprising now that I think about it. But, uh, yeah, she enjoys Ikea. So, eh, you know, whatever. I'll do, I'll do the duty and wander around there for an hour. Maybe I'll pick up some cheap meatballs. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, for the long weekend, I'm sure everything will be super busy too, but uh, hopefully the weather's okay. And, uh, like I said, play it because I've got my ass handed to me every time, every time at the uh, River Creek Casino that we've played out there, you know, over the last few years. So it'd be nice. Maybe I can win some, win some money, see a fight tournament, meet some of the guys. Uh, yeah, it, it, it'll be an interesting weekend for sure. Um, I'm planning on, of course, I have a Sunday episode, but of course, I will be in Edmonton. Um, I will not have, well, I mean, I mean, I suppose I could wrangle it up that I could do it, but I'm not going to. I was going to say, I suppose I could record an episode in Edmonton and do a recap while I'm there, but I am not going to do that. Um, I will probably record something this Friday um, and have it, you know, scheduled so it comes out Sunday morning. Um, so obviously it won't, it'll be ahead of the event, so it's not going to be about the ice wars, but um, I'll come up with something. Um but, uh, yeah, guys, other than that, um, that, that's what's happening. Um, oh, I didn't even talk about the sponsors here. I am yammering away while, uh, while everything's happening here at the playoffs and the second round starting up and, uh, you know, so you know what that means. All the, uh, as I said, I'm a member of the hockey podcast network. Uh, there's over 50 shows in the network. All the NHL teams are represented. So of course there's, uh, you know, a bunch of, you know, with the playoffs going, there's a bunch of shows still rolling. So, uh, you know, whatever team you're a fan of, there's a show for you. Then of course the, uh, my off network friends, like I said, I have Alec on this show tonight. Um, he is the host and creator of the five for fighting podcast and, um, on the six pack coverage network. And, uh, I think he was record a code last night and I messed them all up. So, uh, he's probably in bed early tonight and he's going to release something on Thursday. I think he said, so yeah, not only did he stay up super late, he's dog training his, you know, his puppy gates there. Um, and now I've, I'm re- messing up his recording schedule see there. There's a, he's taking one for the team. I'm telling you folks right there. You know, I always bust on, on Olin Salem, but he came through for me and now I'm messing up his schedule. But, um, yeah, he, uh, um, I'm not, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not quite sure what his episode will be this week. Um, so I won't, I won't say too much, but, uh, he, he does have a tremendous back catalog. Segroy, Rob Ray, Yablonski, uh, Anthony Collins was his latest interview. Definitely check that out. Also, he has, uh, 
YouTube channel, Five for Fighting on YouTube. Uh, a lot of uh, East Coast League clips from this year. Um, he had put up, he put up the majority of the fights. Contrary to a few, one guy's complaining, um, it is an excellent channel. He has most of the fights that happened in the East Coast League this year on the channel. So subscribe to it, check it out. Um, yeah, and he, he's all he's. Uh, I know that's going to be a continue. You know, he'll he'll continue to add. He's going to put some la- some last. He's going to go back in the archives and put up some last year's stuff too. So yeah, subscribe to the channel and, and definitely check it out. And uh, I think you'll dig it. Uh, and then, of course, Broadway Joe Lazito. Give it a Lazito! Out in New York, Long Island, New York. He is, of course, the creator of Coliseum Chronicles podcast. It is a New York Islanders enforcer-based podcast. Again, tremendous back catalog. Fakoda, Bolton, Strudwick, Matt Karkner, Dean Ewan. On and on. Check it out. Joe's latest episode uh, is, of course, the Islanders' year in review. Um... Joe is battling for time right now as he's, uh, you know, he's a busy dude that Carnegie Hall never stops, you know, the culture and Joe is the head of culture, uh, of out there at Carnegie Hall, uh, is it Delhi or, no, it's Hall, not Delhi, corned beef, um, no, it is Carnegie Hall, so Joe has moved on from MSG. You know, I, th- I think they finally caught on that he had an Islanders show and it was like, okay, we got to get this guy out of here. But uh, it's probably better for Joe, though, because I, I could see he was starting to kind of, you know, he was pretty excited about the win over Pittsburgh here in the second round. I think, you know, there was some blue shirt banter going on seeping into the household. So I think, you know, Joe's wife put a stop to that and said, you got to get out of there. So now he's down at Carnegie Hall. So, you know, back to bleeding blue and orange. Back to Fisherman Orange. That Joe Lazito. Coliseum Chronicles. Give it a Lazito. <laughs> but alright guys. Uh, like I said, this is all uh, I recorded with Jay and uh, Alec last night. Monday night. And uh, yeah, we break down all the, the competitors. And, and just... Uh, yeah, I mean, we I just... I, I legit hit record. We had... The two of us, or I guess the three of us. Two of them, but the three of us. Were yapping away. For probably 45 minutes to an hour before we started recording. Then it was like getting super late because I, we started late. Uh, thank, you know, and then thanks to me. And then, uh, I was like, here, here, we'll just get going. And I just kind of hit record. And I think we talk a bunch of nonsense for another, well, probably the whole episode. Some would say it was nonsense, but I don't know. I can't even remember now what we rambled about. We talked for so long, but, uh, like I said, I could have talked for a few more hours with those guys. I always enjoy. I don't, I don't want to tell them. Don't, don't anybody say that I said this, but you know, I actually enjoy talking to those two meat sticks. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't tell them that though, but, uh, yeah. So keep it to yourselves. <laughs> but anyway, if you happen to be on social media, I don't know why you would do that to yourself, but if you are, check me out. I'm on fourth line voice on Twitter, as well as on Facebook. Give me a follow. I'm always putting up, uh, pictures and videos and whatever, just shooting the shit. Um, also, fourth line voice on YouTube. I have over twenty seven hundred videos. All the leagues I uh, I have on there, they're all everything separated. So whatever league you're looking for, just type it into the search engine: NHL East Coast League, IHL, AHL, whatever you want. Uh, hey, if you want to get primed up for the event, type in uh, in, ho- in for- hockey enforcers, black and blue, and it's the tournament from Prince George of two thousand and five. 
that's uh that will get you primed up for the event on saturday uh as i said may 21st from edmonton alberta the river creek casino live on pay-per-view on fight tv it's 20 bucks hey it's 20 bucks get a few of the boys over Get a couple TVs going, you can get your playoff hockey in one corner, get the fight tournament in the other. It'll be a unique event. Oh, believe me, folks, this is going to be a car crash, I'll tell you. Uh, there's some characters in this event, from Swanee to Parker to Chase Tippett to Justin Sawyer, Amesbury. Um, it, it's, it's basically UFC, WWF meets hockey. At, well, I shouldn't say WWF because it is, it's legit. Uh, and there's some big boys, man. There's dudes, there's dudes pushing 300 pounds, six foot six. And these guys are going to be hitting to hurt and they're hitting to win 15 grand. So, uh, and, uh, the boys will be swinging and it's, uh, two one minute rounds and, uh, and they're judges. And the judges, of course, are John Morasti, Brad Winkfeld and Frank, the animal by Lois. So there you go. You, you know, you're, it's, you're, you're trying to impress three tough dudes and, uh, so the boys are going to, there's not going to be a lot, there's not going to be any wrestling and uh, jersey jabs and locking out. No, it is going to be toe to toe and they're trying to score points and, and, and get in the judge's favor. So you're going to see some swing outs between some big guys. So for 20 bucks, why not, you know, get the boys over, get some beers flying and uh, it'll be a fun night. So I encourage everybody to definitely check it out. Like I said, it's only $20 fight TV, order it. And, uh, you know, support the event. Don't, uh, you know, I mean, do you really have to go look for illegal streams or, you know, wait for it to come out on YouTube in a month for, you know, to save $20? Come on. You know, I think we, we could all buck up 20 bucks and, uh, you know, and, and support the cause and, uh, it'll be, it'll be a fun time. So fight TV, 20 bucks, May 21st. Here we go, folks. Um, all right. Well, let's get into it. Here's, uh, I sit down with Jay and Alec and we discuss the Ice Wars tournament. And, uh, I will talk, to, while I'll be talking to you guys again, uh, next Wednesday I will have my review of the uh, event and I will, and, uh, I will have some goings on of what happened in, in Edmonton over the weekend. Uh, but until then I will stick something in for Sunday's show just so I won't leave you guys hanging. See, look at that, like a good teammate. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Maybe I'll talk to Tim. Maybe we can, him and I can come up with a list for you. And we'll, we'll throw that out on for your Sunday consumption. All right, guys, let's get into it. Here's our, my talk with, with the, with the two other, uh, reprobates, Ice Wars, May 21st. I'm a hit record. Here we are, folks. Oh, the esteemed group of, uh, of, uh, knowledgeable experts I'm bringing in on this show. Here we go. We're going to re, well, not recap. I guess it hasn't happened yet. We're going to preview the Ice Wars tonight, folks. And I brought in, uh, two heavy hitters. First, I got, out there in North Kakalaki, I got uh, Alec from the Fire for Fighting podcast, and Jay down in Iowa with his, I don't know what setup he's got going down there, tin can and strings tonight, no modem, it's hard times folks, I'm telling you, this is how far I've fallen off as a podcast host. <laughs> Told you I had to take an extra five minutes to dump out a couple cans of soup, Yeah, that's how we do it down here in Iowa. Well, there we go, there we go <laughs> folks, yeah, this is... This is my, my Ice Wars preview show at 9.18 on a Monday night. Yeah. Well, you just you just ended the event before it could even start having us fucking on here. Yeah, I'm, I'm killing pay-per-view buys. That's <laughs> yeah, people are canceling their fucking tickets and flights and everything now. Yeah. Well, like I said, I well, unfortunately, we don't have the, the actual brackets that they're doing, the matchups, but... Uh, 
I think we'll talk about, uh, I think today we'll just sort of talk about some of the competitors that are in it. And, uh, yeah, I'll get your feelings about it. And we got guys borrowing money. And uh, there's a bunch of stories we're going to share tonight, folks. So I think, uh, I think we need to figure out some way to gamble on this. Are there any official betting lines on this? Yeah, you're with DraftKings, right? Is there a DraftKings, like, Ice Wars, uh, you know, uh, betting line going on? You know what? Promo That's... code THPN. Hey, look, yeah. I, yeah, I got to talk to Isha then, man. I should add a call. I should, fo- oh, he's probably watching that. Are they playing tonight? Are the playoffs on today? Or are they over now for, for like, a couple days? I don't know. I think they're over for a couple of days. I think I, actually, I think the round two starts up tomorrow. I think Alec pretended like you don't know. You know, Skunk Gate man, he's got ready to his chest paint for the Isler the Lightning game, and oh, you know he's running around <laughs> with a Stamkos third jersey the other night. Go Stammer! Yeah, uh, actually, hey, to, it was actually a Peter Klima jersey, and I had the flower pot to go with it on the couch. Well, that's tremendous. <laughs> there you go. Pat Maroon jersey going on with his booty shorts. Yeah. Hell yeah. It looked like a walrus flossing baby. Yeah. <laughs> Come here, baby. Call me Big Rig. Yeah. Scratch my back with a hacksaw. Call me the Big Rig. Yeah. What is, was it? Family guy scratch a guy's back. will purr like a walrus, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You scratch my back and call me Big Rudy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's been a great episode. Getting off to a hot start here, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be on those chartables in no time. I'll be climbing the charts. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm big in Japan right now. Yeah, you'll be climbing because you're already at the bottom. You got nowhere to go. Exactly. But here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A big green arrow. Yeah. <laughs> Ranking in at 499 out of 500 podcasts. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're just, still on the list. Yeah, exactly. I'm just I'm just happy to be thought of. <laughs> Yeah, yeah four four ninety nine on the chartables number one in your heart, baby. Exactly. Well, um, for the for the for anybody listening, that's like, what are these idiots talking about? Ice wars. <laughs> it is a it is a hockey fight. I guess that's what it is. I, I like a hockey fight tournament. It's a hockey fight tournament um, that is taking place here this Saturday, May twenty first, in Edmonton at the. River Creek Casino, where I've lost plenty of money and planning to lose a little bit more this weekend. I will be there in person, and I will be doing a recap of the event next week, next Wednesday. Um, but, um, yeah, and it's a, it's an eight-man fight tournament. And uh, and then there's a couple, uh, I don't know what they're calling them. Like, well, they're calling them grudge matches, but I guess they're just going to be one-off fights between a couple cats. Um, I'm, I'm kind of really not sure what that's all about. But... Um, I think tonight we'll just sort of talk about, uh, well, seven of the eight. Because the eighth guy is still sort of a mystery. No one's really quite sure who it is. I'll get into that in a little bit. But um, there are a few, na- uh, no disrespect to some of the guys, but uh, a few of the guys played pro, and uh, listeners will know. And then there's a couple of uh, sort of, uh, air quote, unknown guys uh, from senior hockey in the area that uh, could could make things interesting. We'll see here. Some big, there's some big dudes in this tournament, though, boys. I'm telling you, size wise, there's some big. There's gonna be some big humans walking around that casino on Saturday. I hope the uh, synthetic ice is reinforced. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the other thing with this tournament. Um, it is on synthetic ice, and I don't know. There's been uh, 
speculation that it might be in a cage. It might just be in boards in a hawk in an octagon shape, or it might be in a rink type shape. I'm not quite sure the whole, I guess I'll find out on Saturday when I'm show up, but I know for sure it's on synthetic ice, which, um, will be interesting because, uh, you should be able to, like, I think guys would be fairly planted. For those that aren't very good on their skates, I think synthetic ice might help. Might help those individuals, I think. Yeah, I was going to say you could probably dig into it a bit better. I don't think I've ever skated on synthetic ice. I'm a bad enough skater as is anyway on regular ice. But I feel like, you know, with it being synthetic, you could probably plant in and kind of throw, like, you know, straight down the pipe a bit more because it'll be less slippery, you know, air quotes there because it's synthetic ice. But... Uh, I will say if there is a cage involved, that's going to be very different because it, it's like a, it's a hockey fight. And a lot of them, you know, you kind of you're, you're jostling for position and wrestling around. So if you if you go up against a cage, I think that'd be something you've never hockey fighters have never. Ah, I should say they never dealt with it. I guess it'd be like kind of going up against the boards or whatever. But I don't know. I feel like a cage would be different because it's got more give than a board than the the boards and glass do. I just want to see somebody do a Superman punch with a skate off the skate off the cage. <laughs> there you go yeah it, it, yeah i like i don't know with the whole cage thing that that was sort of thrown out from on a, kind of a side thing to me i don't know if that's what's really happening i i think that was obviously probably more for i guess the theater of it you know for the more but uh it would definitely be interesting um to see oh, the, the the more the more carny the better Oh, absolutely! I hope that's. I hope it has a cage because that'd just be. If it's like a me. rotating cage with lights and fucking fireworks, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, but it'd be like that old. Uh, yeah, that, that. What was that show? The, the the wrestling, the WCW wrestling show, when they had like the steel cage with the roof on it and everything, and ready to rumble. Remember that movie, Ready to yep. Rumble? Yeah. Ke- Kevin James coming in. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll, they'll do that. Uh, yeah, they'll have it uh, ready to rumble style. Well, AJ's a wrestling fan, so maybe we'll see. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think the cage would just just add to the spectacle even more for sure. Goes back to what we were talking about. Well, I won't name any names because I don't know if we're going to name the individual we talked about earlier. But having him coming in with an old NWO shirt, throwing a chair into the cage and going in and. Hitting Justin Sawyer in the back with a chair, I'm I'm all for it. <laughs> I, I will say this though, if you told me like even like two three years ago, even go back like five years, that there was going to be a fight tournament in the year 2022 of hockey fighting, I would have said you were absolutely fucking crazy. Like I know the the Prince George one out with the uh, and it was 05 with May Rand and Segroy and everything like that got a bunch of heat. I can't even believe that there's an actual fight tournament going on in the year 2022. No, I love it. Oh yeah, yeah. So do I. Like I just the fact that it's uh, that it it's bothering so many people makes me enjoy it that much more. Like, well, yeah. If, if like if you Google search the event, aside from you, Darren, it's like pretty much just all negative press. <laughs> Oh, That's yeah. what you want, though. That's what you want. I mean, it'll drop. That draws people in. Oh yeah. But it's, it's, yeah, it's the old you no. Know, any press is good press, but yeah, negative press is going to draw up a lot more interest. Like I want to turn into tune into this shit show. Well, and that's the thing. Like I was saying, like I I was around. Like I I was 
got not involved, but I, I talked to somebody who was heavily involved in everything in the 05 event. So I know everything that went into that and the amount of shitstorm that it created. And that was in 05. And I mean, I mean, it was so, and back then it was so pro fight in hockey, um, compared to now, uh, you know, and there was just so many much, so many more competitors to choose from, and and everything else. And they had a, and they had such a tough time back then. Yeah, like you were saying, to advance that, you know, you know, whatever, uh, almost twenty years later, to be doing it again uh, in in today's environment um, is is pretty mind blowing. And it's just, uh, and and like you said, when you read the articles and all the the, the press that all the negative press it's getting. On on one hand, it's hard. It I, not that you're defending it, but it's sort of hard to. I mean, I, I don't know how you. Uh, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. Not justify it, but just like it, it's hard to make sense of the event. Really, when you think about it, it is sort of ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, oh, absolutely, it is. It, is, it, it really is. But like at the same time. I read one article and I think it was Galante talking about it. It's like, you know, it's, it's like, don't get it twisted. It's not hockey. Like we're not, exactly. we're not, they're not trying to pass this off as hockey. It's just, ha- it just happens to be a fight that's on skates and hockey gear, you know, but it's like, they're not trying to like say this is like a new, this is going to be the next greatest hockey league or anything. Like they're not blind to what it is. And yeah, it's kind of like WWE ish, but that's what's, that's what's unique about it. You know? Well, Galante described it perfectly. It's prize fighting on ice. Yeah, exactly. Well, I laugh because even in the fight message group, I think I was saying this last episode or whatever. I mean, there's a bunch of these guys shitting on the event. This is completely stupid. This is a black eye to hockey and all this shit. And I'm like, well, and the storm surge isn't like, like, have you, have you watched the NHL in the last few years? Like you want to talk about embarrassing. Like, oh, oh yeah, and it's what's funny. It's all the it's all these people talking about how much they miss fighting in hockey and this and that, blah blah blah. But then when a fight a hockey fight tournament happens, all of a sudden it's stupid. Oh, okay, yeah. But you were just bitching and moaning about hockey fights, you know, two posts ago. This doesn't sell the game. Yeah, because <laughs> it's supposed to sell. Yeah, this is supposed to draw in more spectators to the NHL games. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, and it's just like yeah. So yeah, definitely don't get that, folks. <laughs> don't get that twist that this is like, yeah, this is about hockey. Yeah, it's about the furthest thing from. But And I, I love it compared to like the, the 05 one where, you know, even in 05, I was, that was like the height of my fandom. I didn't really know a whole lot about it going on. But yeah, it's it's 2022 and you got AJ Galante, famous from the documentary on Netflix, and he's pumping the tires on this thing everywhere. Yeah. It's actually, you know, uh, I hate to say, you know, like a big name, but I mean, he, he he's a big name and at least, you know, I'm a UHL guy. He's one of the biggest names in UHL history, but he's out here 2022 pushing this thing as hard as he possibly can. And I absolutely love it. No, absolutely. And, it, and it's like, yeah, it's definitely going to be a unique event. Um, so for you folks listening to this show, if you're still wondering, it's good, it is on pay-per-view on Fight TV. 20 bucks. Like I said, uh, it's Saturday night. Hey, for 20 bucks. I mean, everybody's got 20 bucks. Like, come on. You know, you know what I'm going to do is right, right now, as we talk, I'm going to pre-order it on my uh, Amazon fire stick as we're talking. So 
gentlemen, continue. I'm going to uh, go to pre-order it right now. What are you sending carrier pigeon? Like, how are you? <laughs> I told you, I told you that I got the Fire Stick linked up to my personal phone on my hotspot. It's about uh, the speed of a dial-up, but it'll get the job done. He's got some guy in a colonial uniform coming in on horseback, and he's going to go send it off to Edmonton in hopes that it gets there in time for Saturday. Yeah, it's, there's there's smoke signals involved, and I don't appreciate the insinuation. Yeah. <laughs> Tell ye master to speak of thou well. Yeah, uh, I would love. I would pay big money to see Jay in like a powdered wig and like a big old colonial uniform, just to see if you, it. Just if you, if you come up this summer with the wife, that's going to happen. <laughs> I will go down to, to the. Uh, yep, yeah, that's that. I got a tricorder hat. I'll dig out. Yeah. Get you a set of wooden teeth. Who's to say I don't have one right now? You don't know me. <laughs> what a great guest you bring on here, Darren. Look at us. Oh, I think it's that. Yeah, <laughs> Isha's regretting the whole contract thing right here. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're big, big show here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Never mind the playoffs, <laughs> folks. I'm glad you tuned into this. Yeah. I guarantee you there's not another hockey podcast that will mention both. A tricorder hat and wooden teeth. <laughs> I feel confident in, confident in saying that. Oh, I'm confident in saying there's nobody on any podcast talking about a fire stick and hot spots right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he says it like it's so well. It didn't work well when we were trying to get the damn Jacksonville game in, or Jacksonville versus Atlanta when we did the Mallards episode. It took 20 yeah, minutes to even put got thing a, Someone's got an iPhone. No, we're, we're an Android household. Oh, okay. Yeah. Get with the times. Well, I, I'm back in jail on this one. I got, I'm an Android. No, nah, I know you got the Android because when you send me a long text, it comes in like 14 different segments, and I got to like piece it together like a puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're all about right. kids. Yeah, so who, who are we talking about here? Who's the okay. competitors we got? Well, we're going to – yeah, we'll break down the, the uh, fellow competitors here. Um, I think we'll start off – well, because this is uh, – I think this is out in uh, Jay's neck of the woods. He saw this individual play. Um, we'll start with uh, Daniel Amesbury is for the first uh, competitor. Jay, what do you got on him? Oh, I, I tell you what, this he was one of the most entertaining guys I ever got to see play. Um, I didn't see a ton of him because he didn't get a lot of time in the Colonial or sorry, the Central League with the Cutthroats in Denver. But man, he would he would go with anybody. Kind of undersized, but. He would absolutely throw with anybody. Didn't you know? Didn't have the longest career because I, I think he went on to play box lacrosse after he retired from hockey. But he was he was tough as nails. You no, know, he went up against another one of the competitors, Justin Sawyer, a couple times. Um, Colt King, Kit Brennan, Kevin Harvey, Garrett Klotz. I don't know how you can discount him. He's He's got to be one of the top seeds in the tournament. Yeah, no, I agree. And, you know, I just actually had Anthony Collins on the podcast, and I, I brought up Amesbury to him, and he said the same thing. Like, dude's tough as nails. He'll go anybody. Put up a good fight. And one thing I remember, I think it was when he was on Williams' show way back in the day, and I remember one fight, it was like military night. He ended up beating the doors off a dude. And I think it was when he was with Columbus. So they had like the military guy sitting up at one side and you can see it in one of the videos goes over and gives him a salute right before he goes to the penalty box to like the military members up in the crowd, just an ultimate showman too. So I think he's tailor made for the event. You know, that might've been uh, Billy Sears. I think is the guy he fought. 
And yeah, that was I a hell of a fight. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. I haven't yeah, seen that fight. Yeah, like I think, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting with him. I've, I've, I was watching a couple of his fights. Uh, like you said, kind of a, um, I, well, I think he's actually the, air quote, the smallest guy in the out of the eight, I believe. Um, I mean, they have him listed at 6'1", 210. So, um, you know, he's not small by any means, but I think he is the, whatever, the shortest guy in this tournament. But, um, yeah, I think with the tournament, I think, um, how it's going to go, I'm, you know, I'm not going to predict who's going to win or whatever, but, um, it'll be interesting the, the layoff that these guys have had. Like, Amesbury hasn't played hockey in like seven, eight years. You know, like 2013, 14 was his last season there in Denver. So, I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure he's probably played, you know, whatever pickup hockey or whatever in, in BC, but, um, in terms of actually fighting on ice, it's probably been a while. Um, so it'll be interesting, not just with him, but with Sawyer, with all these guys. Um, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how the layoff affects them. Yeah, Absolutely. I think that's going to be a big factor. Go ahead, Jay. Oh, no, go ahead, young man. Oh, thank you, sir. Um, <laughs> no, I was going to say that that is a huge factor to me. And I know like even you were talking about Curtis Swanson. I don't think he's played since like 08, 09. And I know like these guys might be playing like the one off, you know, pickup game or, you know, senior hockey in whatever province. But I think the guys who have played more recently are going to have kind of an advantage because they're going to have it's more familiar with them as opposed to the guys who might might not have been in the game for quite a quite a few years now at this point so um you know guys who've maybe played in the past you know, I don't know four or five years i think they're going to be at a bigger advantage than guys who maybe not have or excuse me haven't played in quite as long of a time jay yeah i i agree i disagree i mean there's yeah, obviously the guys who, who have skated recently, more recently are going to be fresher. But at the same time, a lot of these guys have done it for a long time. Like Justin Sawyer has been out here for he's been here for a long, long time, and I don't think that's something that's going to maybe the first fight kind of shake the rust off a little bit. But I'm guessing after the first thirty, forty five seconds, he's probably going to get it back. Um, I, it'll be fun to see. Yeah, like, it'll be interesting. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, like, all these guys, like, yeah, Swanee, like, I mean, I mean, with 200 and some career fights and all that, I mean, you know, and Sawyer, same thing, and, yeah, I mean, I guess punching's punching, right? And, I mean, all these right. guys are training and been boxing and, like, you know, they've been in fighting situations. It just hasn't been, you know, obviously on ice for real uh, for, for a while. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see... Um, you know, is it, is it, yeah, you know, it's the, is it like riding a bike? You know, I mean, it'll be interesting. At the same time, I guess they're fighting another guy that hasn't really done it for a while either. So everybody's sort of in the same boat for the most part. So I guess, yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. I, I think another thing that kind of plays a factor into this too is also, for lack of a better term, like the pedigree of, of the fighter in terms of, like who's on their fight card? Like you just listed some guys from Amesbury or like a Justin Sawyer. Like I was just looking at his Colt, like his fights versus like Colt King. Um, you look at a guy like Swanson who you know fought like the Morastis, the Bosses, Dubays. I mean that's back when like the LNH was just like in its prime and it was rolling. So I think that also plays a factor for kind of maybe experience as to who they've actually fought. 
I think that's where you kind of see the guys who have played, you know, for lack of a better term, professional hockey compared to like the senior hockey guys. And that's no disrespect to them. I mean, props to them for dropping the gloves and getting after it. But, you know, is the guys that they're fighting in the same, you know, realm as a boss or Terrio? I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree completely. I mean, yeah, no disrespect to the senior guys at all because you know, all the respect in the world for them. But how many of those senior guys can say, you know, they fought a guy like Kip Brennan or Alex Penner? Yeah, exactly. Or even look at like uh, Justin Sawyer when he was in, it might have been the IHL 2 at the time or the or the Central League, but he fought Jason Goulet three or four times. And that was the season Jason Goulet went, realistically, he went probably 20-0-6. Like he had almost 30 fights and didn't lose a single one. And Sawyer was in there with him for four or five fights that season. Yeah. No, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, yeah, it's definitely, it's experience. And who are you experienced against? And uh, and I know I've had friends that have fought, like they were just junior B guys, senior hockey players. And a couple of them have been in fights with whatever you want to air quotes, name guys. And, they're, and they've said it's a completely different realm of fighter when you're fighting a guy that's um like a, f- a friend of mine ended up fighting big snake in senior hockey and like and he said rob like not a real massive guy or anything but the the fight card that big snake has is unreal right compared to buddy just playing local senior hockey and he was said yeah it was it was an education that night we'll put it that way but uh <laughs> it comes <laughs> under the big snake learning tree yeah so it's like yeah and i mean i've had friends mess around they fought so and so and you know and uh yeah it was completely different uh than fighting you know joe smith who runs the forklift at costco you know so who might joe's <laughs> a tough dude when he drinks on a friday night and he's a tough bar fighter but he's not Mel Engel's dad, you know, so, uh, right. He's not, he's not weapon X out there. No. So it's, uh, you know, so it's, um, yeah, that, that, that'll definitely play a factor. And well, and like you said, it, well, the next guy you were just mentioning of Justin Sawyer, um, I had him on the show last week and, uh, oh, like I'm sitting there talking Well, the dude's six foot six. He told me on the show, he's coming into the event at 300 pounds. So it's like six, six, three bills, and like a dude that's like you said, fought everybody, knows how to do it. Um, ew, a three hundred pound Justin Sawyer man, that that could be some heavy hitting. That's scary. Uh, if you go on YouTube, he had an absolute war with Kip Brennan, and I mean, I mean, Kip Brennan is it's about as legit as you get when you come to the ECHL, AHL level, yep. and they had they had an absolute war. Yeah. Mohawk flying is he was I, what I'm curious about is if they're going to be able if, if they're wearing kind of like they did in the first one where they wear like the kind of cheap jerseys that I know both of you have one of Dean Mayrans. Yes. And I don't remember if it's Alec or Darren, but the front is just ripped to shit. I think that one's you think you're talking about mine. That one I could barely fit on. Like, I could barely keep it on a hanger. In the closet, um, like I have to like but, place it there delicately. <laughs> <laughs> but Sawyer was always like a front tie down guy, so I don't know if he'll be able to do that and kind of prevent the jerseys from getting up or not. But it, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I wonder if these guys are allowed to do jersey mods. 
I I would imagine if they are, it has to be like approved at first, so it's not like a complete disadvantage to another fighter. Yeah, but the Velcro would, leaves or <laughs> yeah, the old Cordic special. I yeah, I don't know because I on the on the the ones from the black and blue tournament. I, Darren, I'm sure yours is the same, but the ones that uh, that Mayran sent us. All that's on there, there wasn't even a fight strap. It was a coin tie-down. Yeah. And the tie-down's gone from it, but the coin is still there. So I don't know what they're... I don't know if they're going to be allowed to have jersey mods or anything, but I didn't even think about that. That's a good point. I can, hear Darren, I can hear Darren, Darren rolling his eyes at the jersey talk. No, <laughs> no, it's an interesting talk because I never even thought of that. I would think, obviously, it'll be... You know, everyone's getting the same jersey. Um um, well, standard jersey, or whatever, but yeah, I mean, I guess. Well, I mean, they'd have to. Yeah, yeah, they'd have to tie. That. Well, that's the thing, though. If like, I never even thought of that. Like you said, with the tie down. I mean, everyone's well, string and coin. If you're just doing it that way, I mean, it's going to be different. I mean, you know, so how much length do you put into that, and how much you do? Do you want? Do you want it really tight? Do you want it to come loose a little, like? Yeah, that'll be interesting. Well, the first the first tournament, if they kind of sticking with the equipment, if they lost their helmet, they stopped them, didn't they? Yes. Whereas this one, if they said they, they can't take off their helmets, but if organically the helmet comes off, they still won't stop it just to put the helmet back on. I think that was the same thing that, that happened in the Ice Warriors tournament back in Finland. I think it was the same thing there where if – they couldn't straight up take their helmets off, but if it came off organically during the fight, it would they, they would allow it to keep going. Yeah, see that that whole thing was a commission thing. Like they had to do that in BC because the BC uh, Boxing Commission made that rule. Because that's eventually halfway through. I think they were like almost taping the chin straps and stuff, like to try to keep the helmets on better. Um, whereas this one is on. Uh, reservation land so I would assume that they don't have to go by the Alberta Boxing Commission so I think it's probably wide open so they probably don't if the helmet comes off they could probably just keep going that would be my guess I think it would just be their own rules so I mean yeah I, I don't think I think this will be a lot more wide open than the enforcer one was with our black and blue one was I believe yeah I, mean, I know yeah, they do have to wear MMA gloves. They have to do that. They have to wear those. But, um, well, I think they're just with, doing that to save their hands. You know, I, With I, the MMA yeah, gloves. We, oh, go ahead, Jay. Yeah, those little four-ounce gloves. Yeah, it's it's pretty much just for four-ounce glove. It, speaking from personal experience, it stings. It, you know, it's, it's, there's not a whole lot of protection there. Yeah, it, it's pretty much just to protect your knuckles, not what you're hitting. Yeah, and then from when when Darren has talked about or talked with guys, um, I think even Swanee talked about it. And you know, when I've talked with guys about being in the tournaments, because we both had guys on who were in the black and blue tournament, a lot of them surprisingly, I would have thought that, that would have affected their grip, you know, grabbing onto the jerseys. But a lot of them say that it, it really doesn't affect them. Like it doesn't, you almost kind of even don't even notice that they're on really. So that was kind of surprising to me. But I know, yeah, like you said, they do have to have the MMA gloves. But I don't think it really will affect any of their swinging or their grabbing because most of them said they really didn't even it didn't affect them at all. Yeah, well, like I guess that, it would also depend on like. Oh, go ahead, Derek. No, 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 feel free. Go. Well, you know, just the style of gloves because they have like kind of one they're more like a clamshell where you don't have 
you know, full movement of your fingers, where the more like UFC style gloves, where it's basically just a fingerless four ounce glove, it, it shouldn't hamper your ability to, you know, grab that jersey and get it up in their face. Yeah. And that and that's what uh yeah, like I was surprised when they were telling me that it doesn't it's not a big deal. Um but uh yeah, it'll be interesting. I like, yeah, that you guys brought up a good point. I never even, I never even dawned on me about, about the jersey thing. I mean, obviously, yeah, that'll be interesting. And then, uh, yeah, in terms of like a tie down, what they do um, or don't do, uh, yeah, th- this will be, uh, it'll be interesting going forward how they how they do that. And like you said, some guys how they prefer it, right? You're gonna go with like even just like with the sleeve up and roll it up and over the thing and. Or other the guys keep it down. I mean, um, I don't know if they're going to make it a uniform thing that everybody has to be the same. Or you're kind of here's your piece of a you know yeah here's your jersey. Do with it as you wish. Who knows? I mean, I can't see them doing that, but maybe. I mean, I do know. Well, I should say I know, but I I remember when the they when I think it was Galante when they released like you know the merchandise for the jerseys. You could like one of the things was like oh it's the authentic it's the same thing that the players are wearing. I, they did have a tie down, and it, it wasn't like the. I believe so. It was just, it was just like the like the standard like fight fight strap. It wasn't like what the black and blue tournament was, where they had to like make their own out of the coin and skate lace. I believe. I mean, I can double check probably while we're going on here, but I believe that they did come with at least a, a tie down. So I think they at least have the, the standard fight strap in the back there. Yeah. Well, there you go. So that'll be. Uh, yeah, that'll be something. I mean, it'll be. Uh... Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting event anyway. But yeah, the helmet thing. I know that was the one thing with the enforcement with the black and blue tournament in Prince George that was frustrating. Was as soon as the helmet came off, they had to stop the fight. And I know um, I know Mayrad mentioned that like it would kind of you'd start getting some momentum on a guy, right? And then all of a sudden the helmet would come off and oh stop, break it up. And then now you'd have to sort of reset, right? And he was like it would get frustrating, and then. You know, some guys might have used it to their advantage a little bit, and you know. But he said it would also mess you up at the start when you were kind of going. He goes because everything in your mind or all your reflexes and how you've done over the years is to try to get the guy's helmet off. So he goes, you'd be going as soon as he ducked his head. In a couple of the fights, you'd see the guys actually rip the guy's helmet off, and then it's like, oh yeah, right, we're not supposed to do that. You know, he goes, so it would kind of mess you up. Well, yeah, that's got to be kind of in, ingrained after, you know, 5, 10, 15 years of playing pro hockey. Yeah. You don't want to bust your knuckles up, so get that, get the bucket off, and then start swinging. Yeah, exactly. Like, you do it a couple hundred times in your life, right? Your whole instinct is to try to rip this guy's helmet off. And all of a sudden, for tonight, though, you can't do it. You know, and right when you get in the middle of the heat of battle, I mean, you're not gonna, you're not thinking straight. So, yeah. But I think with this, I mean, it would be my understanding that, yeah, I think it, if the helmet comes off, they can keep going. So, which I think will be, uh, will make for, um, a, 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 with less stopping and starting, a much cleaner event anyway, in terms of, uh, just pure, pure fighting. So yeah, it could be interesting. It's flow if, better. Yeah. Yeah. It'll flow better. And if like, there's, you know, that doesn't matter. The helmet coming off doesn't matter. And you're on the synthetic ice digging in. I mean, I think with that, uh, with guy, I think for people, well, Swanee won't mind me. He'll, he'll agree with me with this. I'm not knocking anybody, but I mean, with balance, I mean, that's always sort of been Swanee's Achilles heel, right? Curtis and, uh, 
I think in this, it'll actually, this is to his benefit, I would think. Completely speaking ignorantly, I'm just ignorantly saying, I mean, I would assume if you could dig in better, this should be right up his alley, I would think. Oh, I would agree completely. Yeah, just, you know, plant that skate, grab the jersey, and just go to town. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Real quick here. So, yeah, it looks like – so there's two different jerseys you could buy, and it's like the subliminated jersey where it's, you know, kind of like the fan jersey, and then it says the game jersey. And so it's got the double shoulder, the double elbow, fight strap, and mesh insert. So I would assume if that's the game – you know, it's being sold as the game jersey, that's the same thing that the players are going to wear. So I would assume that it's kind of like the pro weight jersey with the double elbow, the double shoulder, and the fight strap. So I would assume that that's what the players are going to wear on uh, while they're competing. So that's kind of, that's my edu- my educated guess there. Look at Alec bragging about his fast internet service. But yeah. I'm still trying to download the Fight TV app on my Pigeon's coming. He'll be there soon. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Call your cable provider. Yeah. Well, I wonder if it's going to be like with the black and blue tournament as well cuz they got multiple jerseys as as you saw. So I wonder if they're going to get multiple jerseys in this one as well in case, you know, one of them starts getting ripped and all that shit. So who knows? Well, you would think like, I mean, you get big dudes like that, like you said, yanking and ripping and everything else. I mean, I would assume that every guy would have two jerseys. I would think like at least, yeah, something's getting ripped for sure. I would think. Yeah, well, probably like I was talking to you guys about when we started recording, uh, the fight I was watching on YouTube with Chase Tippin and, uh, Kanan or Kanan is his last name. He went to grab the front of Tippin's jersey and got a handful of his beard. He was just just yanking and going to town on it. I can't imagine that that uh, it might fly, but it'll be interesting to see what will happen if that happens because Tippin's got the uh, the old wild man beard. Last I knew. Well, I think he's. I think for, I'm, I'm trying to think of the picture I just saw. I think it's all cut off now. I think he's just got the goatee going. I think so. Um, well, here we'll get into it. The next guy up, Chase Tippin. Um, of course, I had him on. Uh, last week as well, um, you know, six three. They got him listed at two forty. The, the clips I watched, I can guarantee he was more than two forty. Um, but uh, he has he has recently posted a picture on Facebook, and um, he looks in, in really solid. Big dude, like he looked in really solid shape and cleaned up, and and like he's been training for this pretty serious. So um, yeah, he looks like he's lost a bunch of weight for it, and. Uh, yeah, this it could be interesting. The fights I, you know, I, I didn't know a whole lot about him. Uh, I'm not really a federal federal league guy, but what kind of surprised me is, yeah, on, on YouTube he, he's he's a big dude, but he's got pretty quick hand speed too. For a big guy, he can throw him you know left and right pretty quick. Yeah, that's what I noticed too. Because like I, I'm I'm in the same boat as you. I'm not a big Fed guy, so I kind of had to do my homework on Chase Tippin. But same same game notes there is like, yeah, he's a big dude, but he can he can throw those quick rabbit punches like that. You know, get the Pistons going left or right. So I'm curious to see what he brings to the table during the tournament. Well, yeah, and that, I know the Fed. Oh, go ahead, there. Well, I was going to say well, you know, the, the one thing with with him that's a little different than the other two that we've talked about so far is he actually he did play this year in Port Huron and he played last year in like Watertown. So, I mean, just a few handful of games, but he has been involved recently playing. So he's not, you know, five, six, seven, eight year layoffs. So I think that'll help. Him. And, and he does, 
again, you know, we talked earlier, uh, a lot of the Fed guys, you don't know a whole lot about him, about the guys in the Fed, but Chris Affinati is a name that I'm sure a lot of fight fans know. He fought you know, him seven, six, seven, eight times, but he actually had a pretty decent scrap with Matthew Rabby on YouTube, too, and they went for a minute and a half, minute and 45 seconds. And and Rabby was on the tail end of his career, but, I mean, he's still tough as nails. No, absolutely. And, uh, well, yeah. I think, is there has there been a Matthew Rabby fight that hasn't gone at least a minute and a half, two minutes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, Matthew Rabby makes, like, Darren Langdon look like Ken Tasker. You know, it's like... <laughs> I've never seen anybody fight that long as Rabbi does in his fights. That dude has cardio for days, oh, and yeah. that's what kind of surprised me about Tippin is in, in that fight. He was, you know, he was a big dude in that fight, but he had pretty solid cardio back then. And when you talk to him, Darren, he was saying how he's been, you know, working to the gym for so long. So it'll be really curious to see how his cardio holds up now. You know, three, four years after that fight. If he's been working out of the gym all the time, still got those quick punches, it'll be really curious to see if he can get inside of one of those bigger guys. Yeah, well, and that was the thing, and I would like talking to the guys about the event. So at the end of the day, um, uh, it, it'll be interesting, the game plan, because as, as these fights are being judged, uh, of course, for those wondering, John Morasti, Frank Bialos, and Brad Winkfeld are the three judges <laughs> for this event. So there you go. Uh, you know, a pretty knowledgeable panel if there ever was one. Um, but I, I, if you're, if you're, that'll be the interesting thing as the next competitor we're going to, I'm going to bring up here. Um, you can't really hang back like in a normal hockey fight and maybe, maybe either take a couple or set up for the big punch or whatever. And this, when it's being scored, I think it's the guy who stays busy. You might not be landing the greatest punches in the world, but if you're staying busy, I that'll at least, you know, it looks good in the judge's eyes, so to speak. It'll be an interesting game plan how to go into this. Yeah, you almost wonder if it's like, you know, it's going to be, if you'll be scored better if it's kind of like one of those old, like, Morasti versus Yablonski type fights where it's just straight pistons down the pipe the entire time. As opposed to like you know hanging back because if you're hanging back trying to land a bomb, but the other guys he he's, might not be connecting completely. But if he's kind of grazing you to throw in more punches, he's obviously scoring more points for the judges and on the score sheet. So I'm curious to see what everybody's game plan is because I know Swanee had mentioned it before and he kind of said he's going to take a different approach to to the the fight itself as opposed to when he was fighting in the Quebec League. So I, I wonder how that affects these guys' mindsets going into the the event. Or even you know, even if they're waiting for that the first fight or two to see, all right, well you know they're scoring volume more than damage. If they're waiting to change it up based on just those first one or two scores, well, that's what I was gonna say. It's it's interesting because it's not like, well, normally in Nevada they schedule they you know they score it this way. I mean, there's no how do you score a hockey fight tournament? I mean, you know, so it's like okay, so. I don't know if the th- if if Winger and those guys like they have, they have to get together before the event and it's like okay how are we going to do this? Are we going to do volume damage, a little bit of both? Like it's one thing okay if the guy's kind of leaning back taking a couple and then you know wham he hits the guy with a really good one and you know kind of wobbles him a little bit. Well, that punch probably meant more than the 
the five the other guy sent the other way that was just trying to look busy. So what's what's the better thing, the five busy punches or the one real heavy one, right? So it's like as a judge, I mean, there's no set rules on like this isn't you know CompuStat where they do Olympic boxing punches landed, right? Like is yeah, that so how, it's is, so ten point must system. Yeah, it's like <laughs> how are we going to score this? Like I I guess it's you know I think the three judges are going to have to sit down beforehand and be like. Okay, like, because they all have to get on the same page. It's not like, oh, Morasti was like, oh, I'm going for the speed. And Wingfeld's like, well, I'm going for the heart, like the damage. And, I mean, you know, because that's completely, I mean, the sc- the judges are going to have to be all on the same page on how they're going to score things. So it'll be interesting what their mindset will be. Is it going to be, like you said, staying busy, damage? It'll be, uh, or just, you know, visually, what do you, who do you, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how they, how they approach the scoring of the fight because a lot of these guys like well like you said again with taking all the time off uh for a lot of these guys um i think naturally they're just going to be obviously a little slower to get going i would think maybe not i might be completely up my ass but i mean i would think it might take them you know half a half a round or whatever to kind of get into it um yeah are they going to be trying to throw rapid fire are they going to try to set up something It'll be interesting because I mean, when I talked to Sawyer, it's almost sounded like he was going to set it up and wait for the big shot, whereas Swanee was like, "I'm going to work on my hand speed, you know, or whatever." Then Tippin sort of set, sounded like the same thing. So, yeah, it'll be interesting the different guys, the different approaches that they take. I'm curious to see. Go ahead, Jay. Nope, 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 nope. Go ahead. I was just, I'm curious to see if they kind of, cause you know, this is a brand new event for a lot of people. Cause not many people even, I mean, if you tell them that there was a hockey fight tournament in 05, they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? So I'm curious to see if like, you know, for us, the viewers on a pay, like watching from pay-per-view, um, or even guys at the event, you know, cause you know, you'll be there, Darren, if they kind of go over what the judges are looking for beforehand. So you kind of know, maybe have a feeling of who's winning the fight in terms of the judge's eyes and you, the viewer can kind of correlate that to, okay, well, this is what they're looking for. So, Oh, I think, you know, Tippett's winning this fight over, over this guy or whatever. So I'm hoping that they actually kind of go over it a little bit prior to the event starting. Well, what I'm kind of curious about is how much of like their actual, their fight history and how they fought in the past. will they'll bring to this, this event like Sawyer he he was throwing bombs all the time, but a guy like Amesbury, you know, he would take two or three or four just to get inside. But if the rounds only, you know, a minute or two minutes, what, I think they're what, one minute rounds, two, one minute rounds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So a minute round, he takes three or four shots to get inside. That would be half the first round. So I'm yeah. curious how their, their, their previous strategy will be brought to, like the current event. Yeah, no, it's going to be interesting to see this because uh, like you said, you kind of don't know what they're looking for. So every guy's probably going to have a different approach. And as mentioned before, I, I really think like the first two to three fights that go on are going to kind of be the measuring stick. Like, okay, this is what they're looking for, you know, and that might, or we might even see fighters change up their game plan completely from their first fight and fight a completely different way in their next fight um, based on, what what's getting scored and what isn't. So uh, we'll have to see if they have to adapt at all. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting. Well, let's talk about the next guy. Of course, the cowboy old Curtis Swanson. Um, 
I will say with Swanee, um, if, if there is an advantage to be had, he has it just from doing this before. Because for those that don't know, Curtis Swanson took part in the Finland tournament in the Ice Warriors fight tournament. Um, it what I always I don't is it, it was 2010, wasn't it or 11? I think it was 2011. 2011, okay. I believe. Yeah, so he was a part of the event in, in Finland, and uh, he lost in the final. But um, so he has actually done this before, and where it was like, okay, here's the game plan, right? And unfortunately, well, of course, when I was talking with Tippin and Sawyer and all these guys on the air. Well, they're obviously not going to tell me their game plan on the air, right? So it was like, I don't really know exactly what they're going to do. Um, I'm, I'm, well, Swanee told me off the air what he's going to do, but I won't say it now. But it was, uh, you know, but I think he has somewhat of an advantage having done this before. Yeah, yeah and there's not many guys that can say that, well, he's the only, the only one in this tournament that can do it. That can say, yeah, I, I've done this before. I've got a, at least a little bit of experience going in. Yeah, and that's uh, well. And like you said, with Swanee, I mean, so I mean, he's another guy about six two, almost six three. Um, he is he is in uh, he's been boxing his ass off here for about a year and a bit training, and he's lost what do you say one hundred and twenty five pounds. He's lost a ton of weight. I think he said he's he's lighter now than when he was playing in the LNAH. So, um, he is definitely in, in good shape and, and in terms of that. And, and like he said, his big thing was with, uh, with the cardio for the event. That's what, uh, it sounds like he's sort of, uh, planning on, uh, really taking advantage of that. So, yeah, when it comes to Sawyer, Sawyer, excuse me, when it comes to Swanson as well, I, I don't know that there is a guy with a better fight card out there. I think the top three fight cards there are, you know, Swanson, Sawyer, and Amesbury. But in terms of volume of fights in such a little time and just facing absolute killers in the LNH, and this is when, uh, you know, the LNH was in its prime and there was a lot of uh, chicken and rice and whey protein going around the locker rooms, we'll say. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, th- these dudes were on another level. So I think Swanson's probably got the best fight card in terms of experience, um, rivaled, of course, by Sawyer and Amsbury's fight card. But that's where I, I think Swanson does have a pretty big advantage um, just based on his past few, or excuse me, his past fight card. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. And the, and the one thing with, with, with Swanee... <laughs> um, he could take it. I mean, you could hit him with a bat and he's not going down. So (laughs) (coughs) it'll be interesting to see how he, uh, how this, how this goes. And like we were saying before with the, with the, uh, synthetic ice, if he is able to dig in and that'll help his balance, which is his Achilles heel, so to speak. Um, if he could dig in and he's not afraid to take it, um, he could do well. I'll, well, I'll like come you out were saying, saying Darren Swanson. Oh, <laughs> the two I'm rooting for. <laughs> I, I, I got my knuckle buster hat on right now. There you go. Oh yeah, well, I'll, like I'll, you were saying that at the event. Yep. Um, on on when you interviewed him, he said, uh, you know, he was wrapping the tape around the the heavy bag and going, uh, you know, full one and a half, two minutes, just throwing punches. Yep. And I, I don't know that you can argue with if a guy grabs a hold and just starts throwing for a solid minute, you know, 
connecting with e- even a third of his punches, I don't know that you can argue against him getting around, regardless of how they're scoring it. No, yeah, they, that, they, that's exactly. a big key factor too. Is like what what kind of off ice training have these or well, off ice off synthetic ice? Uh, but like what kind of training have they done leading up to the event? You know, because uh, Swanson said he's you know taped the jersey to the the old heavy bag and go for a minute or uh, you know what are these other guys doing? How how have they kind of skewed their training to be geared more towards this this fight event on on ice per se? You know, no, absolutely. All right, we're back here. Um, well, the next competitor is uh, well, a big kid played in the American Hockey League, um, Hunter Warner. Alec, what do you got on Hunter Warner? So, you know, going over his uh, his fight card, I actually didn't really know too, too much about him um, coming in. But I know, you know, he didn't play that that long ago. And he's also, from what I can tell, like a heavyweight boxer now. So I think that'll play into his favor. Um, but he did play in the 2021 season. Uh, that was his last game played uh, for the age. He played for the Iowa Wild. Jay, did you? I wonder if you. Well, no, you're not by the Iowa Wild Stadium, are you? No, they're, that's that's the point. About two and a half hours away. That's what I thought. Um, but yeah, I think you know well, with, with him with this boxing background and that he still does it. I think that's going to play into his favor. And again, with the whole, I don't know if he's kind of. Um, done boxing like hockey fight specific training off the ice but again i think it's kind of fresh in his brain um being he played so recently as 20 well he only played one game so we'll say uh 2000 to or uh, excuse me 2020 to 2019 or whatever that season um so i'm curious to see how he does because i think that's another dude you should probably look at as being a legitimate contender for winning the tournament yeah jay what do you got well, like like you and I were talking earlier, Darren. Um, you know his brother's his brother's a pro boxer, and I think you said his dad was a pro wrestler. Yes, I'm trying. So I, obviously, I don't know what his dad's name was, but he was in WCW. Yeah, they're. Uh, but his dad was a bit of a boxer too. So they definitely come from a back a boxing background. And in fact, I read an article here before we got going that Hunter and his brother, uh, his whose name is it Chase. His name is escaping yeah. me now. Is it Chase? Um, I think I'm pretty sure it's Chase. Yeah, they actually were sparring partners for Tyson Fury in his last fight. Here, going into his last fight, they were sparring partners for for the champ. So uh, he's definitely got fucking boxing in his in his blood. So um, and he's in obviously in shape and everything else, which will be which will be huge when we say when we're talking about the two one minute rounds. Because um, anybody that's ever even messed around in a hockey. I couldn't imagine a fighting for a minute in a hockey fight, let alone two minutes. Like the cardio yeah, that I these think, guys are going to have to have is going to be unreal. And he, he, I think he's got an advantage. You know, he, he's the youngest guy in the tournament yep. by, by a pretty good margin. He's only 26 years old. Yep. And you know, there's, there's not a whole lot of him on YouTube. Um, he got put down by, uh, John's boy, uh, Darian Skio in the dub. Um, Dylan McElrath put him down too, but I mean McElrath is a bad, bad dude. Yeah, but yeah, he he's you know a young kid. Seems like he's tough as nails. If he's been training to be a pro boxer, heavyweight boxer for a year, I mean, if if he's part with Tyson Fury, who's literally one of the baddest human beings on the planet, you automatically have to put him up there near you know top one, two, three guys on the on the list. Yeah, yeah, I think that that is. Uh... 
he would definitely be the uh, the uh, a top seed, I would think, if they were seeding. Um, it, it'll be, yeah. When I read that, it was like, okay, yeah, he's obviously taking it seriously, um, you know. So I mean, and I mean, all these guys I know are training and taking it seriously, but you know what I mean. Like, um, I think some of them, you know, they were training just you know to train, and then you know they got into the tournament, so they kind of amped it up a little bit. But I think that Hunter Warner like has been training like this his entire like adult life. I think he's been training like this because in the article I was reading, he was saying even when he was playing hockey, well, I can't remember how he worded it, but hockey was his job, but boxing was his passion. So I mean, I think he's had his mind on doing this for a long time. So or he ha- and he has done it for a long time. So he's definitely kind of in boxing shape. So I think his cardio and, like you said, youth on his side as well. Um, yeah, he's going to be tough to beat for sure. Um, and it, it, in my research for him, just just in case you were wondering, I found a YouTube video uh, from the Iowa Wild. If, he said if he was going to be an ice cream flavor, he would be the Superman ice cream flavor. In case you were wondering what flavor of ice cream he would be. Well, that's the, we the kind of in-depth in-depth review you're not going to find anywhere else but on the fourth line boys podcast that's why the people are tuning in right now we got one guy half asleep in north carolina with his <laughs> moon dog probably eating his shoes but speaking of ice cream you didn't share your story you did off the air but what's your justin sawyer ice cream story so so justin sawyer owes me an ice cream uh the quad city mallards are playing the rapid city rush in the I, I, I'll be honest, I don't remember, it was the, the East Coast League or the Central League playoffs. And my wife, uh, fiancé at the time, she said, I, I'd like an ice cream, much will get me one. So being the dutiful boyfriend, fiancé, husband that I am, I went down to the concourse, standing in line to get her an ice cream, the local Whitey's ice cream stand. And in front of me, there's a guy wearing Rapid City Rush warm-ups who is you know, six foot six, 260, Mohawk. I'm like, eh, it's Justin Sawyer. So he orders his ice cream and he starts patting his pants and says, "Well, I don't have my wallet on me." I'm like, eh, okay, don't worry, I, I'll get you. I'll, I'll get his ice cream. So he said, "Yo, okay, you know, thanks a lot, buddy. I appreciate. It. I'll get you back." So I bought Justin Sawyer his ice cream, and uh, I'm still waiting for my ice cream in return, Mister Sawyer. Well, I'm, I'll I'll straighten that out with him this weekend. I'll bring it up. I I, I appreciate that. There'll be ice cream waiting for you as well, Darren. There you go. Yeah. So yeah. So Justin, sorry. Come on, man. He doesn't have as how many times? I want to ask him how many times has he plant, done that scam around the in the opposing ranks? I don't have my wallet. He, he's probably got hundreds of ice creams bought for him by yeah. clubs like me. <laughs> he hasn't. He never but paid what, for an ice cream a day in his life in the Central League. Yeah. What's funny is that's the game where recent. Uh, Fight for Fighting podcast guest Anthony Collins. He started the game for the Mallards, and Kevin Harvey started the game for the Rush. And Collins will slap him, let's go, let's go. Harvey said, all right, let's go. Face-off drops, Collins drops his gloves, Harvey just turtles. No. That would have been a good fight, too. That would have been a good fight. Harvey was a tough dude. Yeah, he was. Well, um... The final guy that we're going to, well, that we kind of have any information on in this, for this event, um, is actually currently playing. He is the one guy that is currently playing at a professional level. Um, I get, I, JF uh, LaFrance, pardon me for if I said it wrong, 
uh, the that who he is playing for Laval this year, and this dude looks like Superman, like he fell out of a comic book. He's just jacked, and um, yeah, this could, this could be interesting as a current player. So he's in fighting shape here. So this could be uh, this could be something. Yeah, the dude uh, absolutely just jacked to the gills. He played a couple of games for Laval uh, this year, the LNH, but I know he's mostly known for fighting in the – and again, we're going to butcher this league name every time. I always do, but it's like the LHSQP, like AAA or whatever. The, the AHL to the LNH is what we'll kind of describe it as, um, and that's where he fights most of the time, but I mean – Dude, like we we talked about it before, dude is like a fridge on skates, just like a brick shit house. So I'm curious to see with the synthetic ice if he's able to plant in there because I it's going to be hard to move him for sure. And big dude, I bet he throws fucking cinder blocks. So I'm I'm really curious to see how he does. You can look up; he's got quite a few fights on uh on YouTube. Again, if you look up like the LHS PAA or whatever the hell it is, um, you can find some good LaFrance fights on there for sure. Yeah, he is a huge human being. I, I knew nothing about him before I was doing my research on my tin can and straightened dial up here. Um, but he had a pretty good showing against Chris Cloutier. And, you know, he fought the polar bear, Hubert Poulin, and did pretty good against him, too. And they're you know, two legit guys that are still kicking around. Even though he's got, you know, what, nine, ten years on the youngest guy, he is one of the few who has fought in current hockey yeah so it'll be really interesting to see if he goes against like hunter warrior in round one yeah and, and like i said listen 510 245 so i mean yeah that's that's an ice box on skates but and like the dude's just jacked and it's uh yeah and like you said with you know being you know still playing and obviously you know kind of in his you know in his prime so to speak compared to some other guys that haven't, well, the rest of them who haven't really been playing for the last few years or a bunch of years in some cases, this could be interesting. It could be a big advantage for him. So, uh, yeah, and I, you know, watched a bunch of his fights on YouTube, looked good, and I mean, yeah, we'll see. Um, and then the last two competitors, um, and, it, and it's no no disrespect to either of the guys. Like I said, I, the, the amount of balls it would take to enter this tournament is, you know, unbelievable. But uh, Corey Allen and Travis uh, Levitsky, pardon me if I'm saying that incorrectly, um, a couple senior players. Um, so uh, I don't know if it, it'll be interesting. I know they have um, the Corey Allen guy has played quite a few years and has put up a bunch of fights in senior hockey. Um, Travis Levitsky is like six, what is it, six three, three hundred and twenty pounds. He's actually a semi-pro football player. Uh, in Alberta, and uh, as well as plays some senior hockey, so he's a large human for sure, big dude. Um, it'll be interesting. Um, just and again, not a disrespect thing to either guy. Um, like we were saying before, just kind of the lack of, uh, you know, they they fought, but it's just sort of the lack of competition when you compare it to, you know you know, fighting the Kip Brennans and of the world and everything else. Um, it'll be interesting to see how these two guys do. Yeah. And I know Corey Allen, um, there's not a whole lot out there about him. I mean, guys, he's closer to 40 than he is 30, but as a guy who just turned 40, you know, you, you got to kind of root for those guys, but I know he tried out for, I think it was the, the Brahmas, the 
Central League way back in 07. Yeah. And so he's been, he's been kicking around for a while, but yeah, there's there's a difference between fighting the guy in Brahma's camp in 07 than fighting Jacques Dubé and Joel Terrio. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree, and that's that's the only thing that might be holding these guys back is like the pedigree might not just be there compared to the other guys' fight cars. But I gotta say, best of luck to them, and like you said, the amount of balls they gotta have to even go in the tournament and throw down. So, I mean, best of luck to them. I hope they succeed. Yeah, and I it's it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting to see. Maybe you know, it's it's going back to a football analogy. Any given Sunday, you know, it, all it takes is one punch. You know, you catch a guy flush with one punch and he goes down, that's all it takes. You're in the second round, third round, you get a shot. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, these guys hit the – like none of these guys are small individuals. They're big dudes. Sure, they're – you know, they get – you know, they got some pop behind the punches. And, I mean, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Like I said, it's going to be an interesting tournament. Um you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to going down there and checking it out and being a part of it. And, uh you know, I, at the end of the day, I, well, I was saying it to you guys, and I, you know, and I, I'm sure you guys echo it as well. I mean, you know, we all want to see the good fights and the toe-to-toe stuff. I just, you know, hope, hopefully no one gets fucking seriously injured or anything like that. I mean, you know, yeah, you want to see maybe some knockdowns or whatever, but, you know, we don't want to see anybody seriously injured out of this. But, uh, you know, I just, uh, you know, uh, I hope everybody does well, and uh, hopefully the event, uh, it'll be something anyway. I hope it's not the the only one. You know, I hope they succeed. They're able to do this. You know, there, there's lots of places I think would welcome this kind of event. Just, just, yeah. Hope nobody gets hurt. But man, I'm my hopes are high. Yeah, I'm the same way. I really hope that this it's you know a successful event. I'll be watching from the comfort of my my sofa uh, on the pay per view with an ice cold bush latte. So. Uh, you know, I hope hope to see some good fights. Like I said, I hope nobody actually gets hurt or anything like that. Um, it's a, Obviously, it's fights. You want to see some knockdowns, like you said, but you don't want to see anybody seriously injured. Uh, but I, I do hope that it succeeds and they're able to come down to the States and host some more events because I'd love to be able to go to them. I definitely would have been at this one. It was just kind of bad timing for me moving to North Carolina, you know, last month. So fun, funds are low at the moment. But hopefully that uh, in the future we can get them down here in the States. So I'm looking forward to the event, though. Yeah. Now, are you able to travel internationally there, Alec? I thought there was uh, the incident where you couldn't travel internationally and you had to stay in North Carolina due to parole purposes. Your map isn't even updated enough to even know where Canada is because you're still working tin cans and pigeon fucking mail. So you, your, your maps probably read that the earth is still flat, so I don't want to hear it from you. Hey, don't you talk about the earth, the earth is flat. I can see the horizon just fine right now. Just thank you very uh-huh. much. Exactly. Canada's still under the monarchy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, like you said with the events, um, AJ has said that he kind of wants to make it, like, yeah, he wants to keep doing this and make it kind of a regular deal. So um, it would be interesting if the event, the next one obviously is held in the States somewhere. Um, there is always the rumors that, um, you know, certain guys would go in it if it was in the States. So, uh, that might be interesting. Some of the names, I don't want to throw out names in case, you know, whatever, but, um, that could be interesting if it happens. I'd like to see it. Um, and I will say, uh, it, while he put it out on social media, so it's not like I'm talking out of school, but Derek Parker has said that he is going to be at this event. 
and he wants to be in it. So I don't know what that means. If someone's going to get bumped out of the tournament and they're putting Parker in it, I don't know. Or if he's going to have a grudge match. There are, like we said, there are a couple grudge matches, some offshoot ones that we didn't get into, but uh, I don't know if Parker wants to get involved in that, or if Derek's just talking to talk and and kind of forcing AJ to put him into something. Who knows? Because he's done that before too, so I don't know. And you know, it'd be hard to if if he does get in somehow, it'd be hard to discount him. He won the one in Finland, gets that spin cycle going. Well, he won that in Finland, and he and he had fifteen or sixteen fights in the Quebec League this year. I mean, you know, uh, he has he has put on a lot of weight and everything else. I mean, whatever. I mean, but hey, he he had some really good. He actually looked pretty good in a bunch of his fights this year. So he is he is active and he has been fighting. So he could if he all of a sudden got into this tournament, he could do some damage for sure. Absolutely. I, I, I'd like to see it, but you know that's that's me, minor league hockey guy. You know, bringing the carny shit. Oh, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Oh, I said, hey, just get two more guys and make it a ten man tournament. You know, throw another yeah. guy in there. I mean, it's you know. Well, that, that's you know that that's the guy I mentioned earlier. See Derek Parker coming down wearing an NWO shirt, throwing the throwing the chair in the ring, climbing in, and just going going haywire. Well, that was the thing. Like in in '05, there at the black and blue tournament. After he lost or whatever, he disputed it and challenged the locker room. And then that's when, uh, oh, who came out? Somebody came out and fought him, though. They had some grudge match that, you know, whatever, fight to fight. Um, so, if only there was a YouTube channel you could watch that on. Oh, yeah, there might be. We'll see. It's not monetized anymore, so I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, welcome to my life. Yeah. You know, if anybody's actually curious, the, the the Hockey Enforcer Tournament, the Black and Blue Tournament, is on my YouTube channel, Fourth Line Voice. If if you want to get a sort of a, an appetizer for tonight's, or for Saturday's event, go watch that event. Um, actually, some, I went back and I was, I, it'd been years since I had watched it. Um, there are some really good fights in that tournament, though. Yeah, there are. Like, uh. Yeah, it's, that's their thing as hell. Yeah, like Segroy and Mayrad in the final is awesome. Jason Rushton gets into a really good one. Um, there's a really good one between Trent Potskin and Eddie O'Toole. That is a really good fight. So, uh, yeah, between a couple of the locals. So definitely uh, go check out that show. But uh, anyway, I know I've kept these guys super late. It was my fault we got going late, and it's like 1230 there. It's past Alex's bedtime. I'm sure his wife's just thrilled with you. But uh, I want to thank both of you for taking the time tonight to come on on very short notice uh, to do this. I appreciate it. Hey, anytime I could tank a competitor podcast rating, I will do it a 10 out of 10 times. And, you know, I'm, I'm always down to drag you down to my level, so it works for me. There we go. Yeah, I'm hanging out with a better class of losers tonight, folks. I'm telling you. Yeah. But, uh, all right, boys. Well, thank you very much for coming on. I want to thank you guys for listening. Everybody, Fight TV this Saturday, 20 bucks. Tune in. It'll be something to see. All right. Thanks, everybody. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was on?